0: Hello and welcome to Ashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. We are back with another edition of our 12 Days of Christmas, where leading up to Christmas, we talk about a movie a day that is holiday themed. This is actually the last one we're recording for this Christmas season, um, even though we've got two more coming up after <laughs> this. Uh, those are already recorded, you know, ahead of time. You know, just a, a peek behind the curtain. We, the order in which these are published is not the order in which we record them. But, you know, um, uh, in fact, tomorrow's episode um, will feature only myself and an OG from Ashley at the movies. Ashley uh, was under the weather when we recorded that one. In fact, you're still kind of under the weather.
1: I, I continue to be under the weather. So if I sound a little funny, that's
0: why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he Ashley's a trooper. So, um <laughs> He's, he's here doing this one. Uh, yeah, so today's uh, movie is Funny Farm, yeah. which is uh, tangentially Christmas-related. Um, it's an hour and 40-minute movie. At the hour and 20-minute mark <laughs> is when he gets Christmassy. Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, Chevy Chase, Madeline Smith. They play a couple who leaves the big city behind to move out to uh, uh, rural Vermont, uh, close to a town called Redbud, but they get this like uh, nice house on, on a lot of land with a little pond with ducks. <laughs> uh, Chevy Chase's character, his plan is he wants to write like the Great American Novel, uh, pretty much. And um, Madeline Smith, you know, uh, like I said, as his wife is sort of, well, as we find out later on in the movie, she also has some some uh, a novel at least in her or story in her as well. Mm-hmm. So. They have a lot of uh, what you might call misadventures as this movie progresses, and so I'm not exactly certain what time of year this movie starts, and mm-hmm. but it goes through through several months uh, as the film progresses until we get to um, like December, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at the end of the, the end of the movie, it gets very Christmassy, yeah. um, and so yeah, so this is a favorite I think of yours and mine's. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of somehow shoehorn it in to right you know, any excuse to talk about funny Farm.
1: Yeah. I uh, I don't know, it, you know, it's hard sometimes to cat- how you categorize a film as Christmas or not. Um, I always think of it as, as Christmassy because that that culmination um, in the last twenty minutes or so of the the Christmas village that they present is. Um, is a highlight for me. And it's what I think about when I think about the movie. And it's, uh, um, I, I just like that, uh, that turn of events because most of the movie prior to that is enjoyable, but it's pretty much just a fish out of water story. You know, there's city folk moving to the country and they have all these misadventures and the, the townsfolk aren't exactly who they <laughs> hoped they would be. Um, so they don't really fit in. And, and so it's comedy like that. and, you know, it helps to have um, leading actors who are um, just kind of naturally funny, I think. And Chevy Chase, of course, falls into that uh, category. But then uh, Madeline Smith, I think, is kind of, for me, the star of this movie. I think she's really funny mm-hmm. and really good. And I don't know that I've actually seen her in anything else. Um, but she's really good in this. And I love her story arc. Um I, I, I love the kind of twist that the movie takes because he, you know, he comes here to be a writer and I, I don't know if we want to give away <laughs> what happens, but um, he comes, he they move out there so that he can become a writer um, but writing turns out to be a passion of hers as well and, uh, you know, the fact that it centers around writing is something that I've always liked because it's it's an aspiration I have as well. So, uh, so yeah, I think kind on of, a you know, personally, I, I I like a lot of the elements of the story, and I've always been attracted to kind of Vermont and the New England countryside, and just the whole idea of this movie is kind of tailor made for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, watching this, so I mean I've seen this several times, but it's been a while, mm-hmm. uh, so we just rewatched it for this episode, and uh, yeah, uh, this is the first time we've watched it since um, you and I went to Vermont. <laughs> and uh, I was looking it up. This movie was actually filmed in Vermont in a couple of towns that are approximately like about a half hour away from where we were at nice. uh, in uh, Woodstock, Vermont. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> definitely looks the, the terrain. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's funny. I, I liked Vermont in a way, but I also found it a little claustrophobic in just, you know, uh, at least where we were at. It's just very the terrain is very. Um, you know, it's hilly and lots of trees, which are things I like, but I sort of you sort of feel like you're in the valley of, yeah. you know, that area.
1: Yeah. Small, <clears throat> small roads. Yes. You're in the valleys. It's, it, it does feel very kind of claustrophobic
0: you're right but also beautiful but beautiful yeah um i want to mention this is based on a book by jay Cronley. um the screenplay by jeffrey bohm is good i think what's really works here though are the performances there's a lot of good um um supporting roles in here uh, or supporting character actors in here who if you are of a certain age like i think you will recognize um some of them at least i mean some of them I knew by name. Some of them I had to look up, but like, you know, Joseph Marr, uh, Jack Gilpin, Mike Starr, um, and there, no, Dakin Matthews, Alice Drummond. These are people who their names may not mean anything to you, but like I said, if you're of a certain age, you'll see their faces and be like, oh, okay, I, this person looks familiar to me. Um, so I like seeing them again. Mm-hmm. I want to give props to the director. I think I think this, is, this movie is well-directed. Um, And uh, George Roy Hill is the director, and this guy has, I think, what um, the kids today would call a lot of bangers uh, (laughs) to his uh, resume. I mean, some of the movies that he has directed are like The Sting, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie, uh, Slapshot, and World According to Garp, which we should talk about it on this show, because it's an underrated film, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, no one talks about it anymore. And then Funny Farm, actually, was his last movie. He, he died in 2002, but didn't direct anything after this, which this came out in um, 1988. But, no, I mean, I like this. I like the pacing of this. I like the timing of it. Um, I like how a lot of the jokes are sort of natural jokes. I don't know of a better way to describe it, but, like... Um, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, set up punchline. Mm-hmm. There is sometimes set up to the, this, but, you know, the the, the punchlines are more subtle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just very situational humor, or the humor comes from the timing of actors and how they say lines. Yeah. And there's so many things that I remembered. It's funny, watching this again, there's many things I actually kind of forgot about it, but there's many things I remembered, and those sort of stuck with me over the years. Obviously, the... Super Christmassy last 20 minutes, which are almost sickeningly Christmassy, <laughs> but they're kind of supposed to be. Um, I, you know, again, they, they move to this rural home in Vermont and this idyllic setting because, and, and they have this in, in life envisioned, which begins to quickly deteriorate, but, mm-hmm. One of the things being like, you know, they're on their way home one day. Chevy Chase sees a you know, sign saying, you know, dog's for sale. Mm-hmm. So they pull over and they get one. The dog is super energetic. And just <laughs> immediately, like, when they get home, he lets it off the leash. And it runs off and then continues running. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. Right. And later on, like, I think in at least one scene, maybe two, like, they'll, you know, the scene will be about something, right? and And, and then off in the distance you'll see that dog like running and barking. And I just love that kind of humor. And this is a movie that actually I laugh out loud at. And, you know, when we just rewatched it, I laughed out loud again. And there's a lot of things I like that are funny and I, and I'm laughing inside Mm -hmm. or smiling, but I don't usually laugh out loud. I laughed out loud at several parts of this.
1: Yeah. That was good to hear. I was glad that you were enjoying it. Um, I noticed this time watching it. So I I feel like this movie could have been a little too, perhaps too gentle. Um, You know, this kind of fish out of water humor, city folk move to the country. Um, It could have been a little too cloying, but there's actually kind of some dark humor here. And the characters are not always likable. I mean, they do some things that are not nice, um and that's our main characters. So it's not all, you know, sunny and light and I think that that kind of adds a kind of layer um to this movie. I mean overall I think the movie is you know, any I think anyone could watch this and find mm-hmm. enjoyment in it. It's not that dark, but um <laughs> there is like just that little level of of dark humor that's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's something I had remembered about it. I wasn't sure what I would think of it this time, and I kind of thought the same thing, and that is there's a bit of a... You know, I mean, dark humor is certainly a a way to describe it. I mean, there's kind of a mean streak to it, Mm -hmm. um, particularly toward the back half. Um, I mean, you know, the the Chevy Chase and Madeline Smith characters, I mean, their marriage gets very um, frayed. And then you know there's a that last 20 minutes we keep referencing you know with it's very christmassy there is a huge undercurrent of cynicism to that yes (laughs) and so you know one i mean you're just seeing you know christmas kind of just exploding all over this you know vermont town to the point that you're like like i guess it's like sickening you know Mm -hmm. um And so there's that, and then underneath that is this undercurrent of cynicism because, you know, once you watch the movie, you'll know what it's about. But, um, yeah, that, that is, you know, I would almost, I I like, that's almost maybe my least favorite part of the film, or the aspect of it is Mm -hmm. that dark humor, that cynicism, that mean streak. Um, it's not, too overt that it you know negates my enjoyment of it but i you know i definitely think i like the um first 3 quarters of it more than the, the last bit
1: i can definitely understand that for me that it's what makes the movie maybe stand out a little bit <laughs> from what could have been like i said kind of too gentle but in, in, <laughs> in as it is it's it's um there's a little bitterness to it and and a, a bit of reality to it. Cause it, it, this could have been, this could have ended up like a fairy tale and it, <laughs> it, it doesn't depict small time, small town, New England as a fairy tale, <laughs> which is, you know, what, what we might have in mind or what Norman Rockwell may have painted on the cover of the Saturday evening post, which they reference mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's a dose of reality here.
0: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, oftentimes people will, you know, I mean, it's pretty. you know, if you travel, like, you know, we travel sometimes and and and, and you go to places and you're like, oh, wow, you know, this, this is like really nice and stuff. But oftentimes when you travel or visit, you're seeing like sometimes the best aspects of a place or sure. the more touristy, nicer aspects of it. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a different thing to like live there. Um, and yeah, you know, you kind of referenced this earlier, and, I, and uh, but I wanted to mention it too. One of the things that I've always liked about this movie is the fact that. I, too, am an aspirational writer. <laughs> That's changed a little bit over the years. Like when I was younger and up through, you know, maybe even my mid-20s, late 20s, I really had this big dream, this, this, this just huge burning desire to – that was what I wanted my career to be. I wanted to be a successful published author that my career was just like writing novels for the rest of my life because um, I enjoy writing and i don't know i reached a certain point and i'm like you know i i mean i don't think this is gonna happen not like that Mm -hmm. so uh i still enjoy writing though so now like i just enjoy like being able to finish something because i gotta be honest with you you Mm -hmm. the, the way life gets in the way and being busy with different things it's sometimes difficult to just kind of make time to write um but that's kind of, you know that's kind of what's happening you know or, or find inspiration but you know that's kind of what happens in this movie with with uh, Chevy Chase and Madeline Smith is he wants to write he just he has trouble with it and then he does write something and it's just so so and she meanwhile has this, she's like well I just found time and you know <laughs> and I stuck to it and and she, she 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 has success so what would you give this out of ten I give this an eight out of ten. Yeah, I would give it an 8 as well. Um, It is on the tomato meter. It has a 62% fresh from critics um, and a 51% from audiences. So, yeah, that's Funny Farm. And thank you all for listening.
1: Thank you.